I don't know how people find their way onto the dance floor. Everyone has an individual journey. Dance has no color. Dance has no barriers. It didn't matter who you were, what you were. There was always a sense of freedom. When the clubs opened, you saw the look on people's faces, the smiles, the energy that people gave off. You were all there to dance. People being the stars of the dance floor, people wanting to lose themselves, People that are on the dance floor are what make great clubs.
as I welcome each and every single one of you along to an unbelievably special broadcast and episode of the Glitterbox Radio Show. Kicking things off today with Furious, I'm Not Defeated. And then, of course, we jumped into this one. Miss Alison Limerick and Where Love Lives right here on the Glitterbox Radio Show. As we just take ourselves a little breath to appreciate, to recognise the moment that we're in right now. Yes, this is the Glitterbox Radio Show. Yes, my name is Melvoy Baptiste. Episode 207. Not only is it episode 207, but this, tonight, is our Where Love Lives special. If somehow you don't know or you haven't heard about our brand new feature-length documentary, Where Love Lives, will broadcast exclusively on YouTube this coming Thursday. So today, just for you guys, we have a remarkable two-hour special. Broadcasting live from the defected headquarters in East London, and we're joined by some wonderful guests. The man who needs no introduction to this show, Simon Dunmore, will be joining us. We'll be talking all things music, all things documentary. Also today, joined by two of our amazing and wonderful performers and two very important personalities who feature on our brand new documentary, Where Love Lives. My name is Melvo Baptiste, wherever you are in the world right now, thank you so much for joining us. Shouts to the family on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Thank you for joining us. Gonna kick things off with a classic. This is Southside Nugget, welcome along.
today's session in style. Track in the background, Philly Groove. Big shout DJ Romaine. And before this one, Sal Sal Nugget. If you have just tuned in, welcome along. This is the Glitterbox Radio Show, but as I mentioned, a rather special edition today. Firstly, broadcasting live from the defected headquarters. We're with you for two hours today. Joined by Simon Dunmore, TT Bang, and Misfit as well, as we celebrate a magical moment. The premiere of the brand new Glitterbox documentary, Where Love Lives, which launches on Thursday. All that to come in today's show, but for the guys who have been with us for a minute, you will know we've put out a number of compilations in years gone by. Disco High, Disco's Revenge, Hotter Than Fire. There's been some memorable moments. There is a brand new one on the way, in line, with our brand new documentary entitled Where Love Lives. We're with you on the 16th of April. So many amazing records on there that you need to check out. And it includes this one right here, brand new music. Dimitri from Paris, Furious. This is Music Saved My Life.
are listening to Melville Baptiste on the Glitterbox Radio Show. So we've all enjoyed some wonderful moments on the Glitterbox Radio Show over the last four years or so. And there's been special moments and there's also been some very special records. And this for me, amongst all of the records that I adore, has to be top three, it has to be. Right now, take a moment. In about two, three minutes time, we're joined by Simon Dunmore, getting deep. Love is the message, but right now, take a moment. Mother, father, sister, brother, and love is the message.
Radio Wicked as we broadcast live from the defected headquarters and play you one of the finest disco records ever made. Mother, father, sister, brother, and love is the message. And I'm going to cut that record short. And I'm going to actually only play the first half of that record. And I think to some people it may be a very bad thing to do. But more importantly, today, as mentioned, we have a few wonderful guests in store for you. And the man that sits opposite me is a guy who we have live on the radio show and the man behind Glitterbox, Simon Dunmore. How are you? Very well, Melvo. Yourself? I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm really enjoying the brand new setup we have here at Defected and the wonderful looking basement. So we've been um, uh, close with music and Glitterbox and we've spoken about so much over the last X amount of years. Um, of all of the things that have happened at Glitterbox, the parties, the events, we have a brand new documentary. Was that a long-term vision plan of yours or is it something that just kind of developed over time and happened? We felt that uh, we had a story to tell and I think you can only tell the story um, so far in, um, in, in terms of music, in terms of uh, you know, the DJs, the parties, the photography, the imagery, etc. Um, and we felt that there was a story untold about the importance of the dance floor and the importance of people on the dance floor. And there are a lot of components that go together, that come together to make a great night. Obviously, the, um, the venue, um, the DJs, the music, three really important components. But none of that can actually connect if you haven't got great people on the dance floor. People are what bring nights to life and give them their personality and their character. And we, uh, as I said, we felt that was a story untold. Um, we, you know, we discussed doing a documentary about how amazing disco is and how great the music is and the DJs are incredible and they're, you know, they're godlike and they're important, etc. But we think that story has been told so many times before. So, um, yeah, we, we, we're really proud of the result. Um, I think so, it, 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 it shines a different kind of light on the importance of clubbing and, and, and dance music. Absolutely. And that's something that, I mean, I sat down to watch it um, a few weeks back now, and that's something that really came across for me. How difficult of a decision was it for you when you even considered the idea of a documentary? Like you say, naturally, you may assume it's going to be all about the DJs and the big moments and the confetti moments, but there's actually a very different and important key story that's being told here. Was that a real conscious decision? Did you know that you just needed to do that? We consistently talk about how important our community is to us and uh, you know I'm I'm of an age now where you know my my prime clubbing years are way behind me but I still have really good friends and people I speak to now that I met on dance floors randomly uh, in clubs they're, they're my friends to this very day I mean that you know I'm talking 40-year friendships and those friendships formed on the dance floor through common uh, love of music and then, and then you find you have much more in common beyond just music I think they're really strong bonds yeah, yeah. and so um, I think that we, we tell that story um, in, in the uh, uh, in the documentary but you know it's not actually just about the dance floor you can meet people 
on the train, on, 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 you know, when I'm going to Ibiza, I meet lots of people on planes or in a restaurant pre the night, etc. Um, and then you go on to have good moments with them. And uh, um, yeah, I, it's it's a really important part of our culture. Um, and and uh, I'm going to sound like I'm repeating myself, but um, you know, we, we talk about and, and the journey sometimes is over numerous years you don't know how you start off and we're going to hear it from the um from the the people that we feature on the documentary from tt bang and 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 uh, from misfit later on but sometimes those journeys are over a number of years 10 years how you get from you know tt living in in carlisle or in in the in, in the north uh, west of england and then finding herself in london and that's where she really you know felt comfortable and and and, and liberated and felt i could express herself and meet people and and um there again it's a really powerful um narrative absolutely absolutely and and one which the family have really connected with as well it's an important message um, one thing that stands out for me is is the timing at the moment i mean we've we've the world has just been through um, yeah, scenes that we hope to never see again. People have been locked down and people have been restricted. Um, how's the timing for you? I know it's gone back a couple of years that the filming took place, etc. How does the timing feel to you that this is coming out now? We actually wanted the documentary to come out in, in the autumn of last year. I mean, you know, pe people got very frustrated by the second lockdown. The nights were drawing in. It was a, it was a really tough time for people. Um, but it just it just making a, a movie is something we've never done before <laughs> so you know it takes time and it, it, and I'm a pretty impatient man I was like it needs to be ready <laughs> come on get it ready and uh, um, but you know it was I would I could see the progress that was being made in the editing and, and the grading of the movie and, um, and 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 you know the inclusion of music and and uh, I mean I, 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 everyone that sees the music the movie cannot believe that we haven't employed a professional company <laughs> to actually put this together this has been done in-house by our team we, we you know we have a company that we employed to, to actually film and and put a lot of the content together clockwise media and they did an amazing job um, but the editing and the grading and all everything that you see is done by Mike who's actually employed by defected and he's been holed up in his apartment in Amsterdam just literally diligently putting this together and he's done it he's done an incredible wow. job so so now if we look at your business cards and we see simon dunmore label boss and a and r man and dj can we now add executive film producer as well <laughs> it's not, i mean <laughs> technically i mean it is classed as a, a movie i think anything that's over 40 minutes you can actually call it a, a full-length feature film which seems a little extreme um it's I, I feel it is a documentary uh, and um yeah it's I, I, we just do what we do one one thing leads to another i mean it yeah, was yeah. never in the plan it was never in the plan when my 20 year old self to work for a record company it was never in the plan to own a record label certainly not to hold residences in ibiza to have a party called glitzbox and work with all of these incredible people they're just stages that you seem to move into and um and the documentary was just the, the next stage we are so happy you did all of that uh if you're tuned in at the moment welcome along if you've been with us since uh the first minute of the show welcome to you as well this is the glitterbox radio show a rather special moment for us our feature film is about to drop and i'm joined by simon dunmore simon i asked you to select just a handful of records before you joined us today tell us a bit about them the first one that i'm going to play that you recommended spiller and groove jet why did you pick this one 
<laughs> well, um, a bit of a long story, but um, I actually should have signed. There's two records that I should have signed. There's probably a, a, more than two records that I should have signed, but one of which, which uh, Simon Marlin reminds me of on a regular basis, was I could have actually signed Lola's theme before it signed to Positiva. Ooh. And for one reason or another, I just maybe it was my frame of mind. Um, I just didn't hear it. I mean, how mental is that? But, uh, you know, I feel in, in the dance music equivalent of the person that passed on the Beatles, not signing that record. <laughs> um, and this was another record that I kind of was, was, was in my vision. Um, and as an instrumental, I, I thought it was a great club track. I, I thought it was a great club track. And um, so, again, it never, it, it never came to be that we signed the record. And, and had we signed the record, maybe Sophie Ellis-Bexter might not have sung on the record and it may not have been a number one record, etc. So it may have taken a different path. But it is, um, we've actually signed it now. So I feel like we've fulfilled our destiny in some way, shape or form. Um, we announced that we signed it. I literally have had about 15, 16 DJs literally get in touch saying, can I remix Spiller Groove Jet? It's just up there as, as one of the great disco house records. Big nod to South Soul sampling um, Carol Williams' Love Is You. Um, and I think some of the best records in dance are records that sampled records from back in the day. And this is uh, the epitome of that.
yeah, once again, Spiller and Groovejet for you. Right here on the Glitterbox Radio Show. Simon, thank you for picking that one. And I think you've got uh, one more to talk about in a few minutes' time. But let's jump back into the documentary. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the people who feature in the documentary, some very important voices, not only of, of dance music, but of our culture as well, i.e. Honey Dijon, Billy Porter, Jelly Bean, Nicky Siano, some real, real key important people. Yeah, we, um, we wanted to tell a story of... Um, of the music, of where of, of where the the origins of the music and and the great clubs from years gone by, and I'm particularly taken by uh, uh, New York um, from the from the early '80s and probably slightly a little bit before that. So it was pretty amazing to. Uh, we asked Nicky Siano to, to participate. Actually, Jellybean. We asked Jellybean first, and then he actually brought in Nicky Siano. And I think um, Jellybean is is just one of those... When you meet him, he's so unassuming. And um, every time I kind of look, look at him or, 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 or speak to him, I have to remember, it's just like, this guy worked with Madonna. This guy worked with Whitney Houston. This guy... You know, did did the fun house? He was there. He was. He's an original. He's an OG. But he just makes you feel really, really at ease. Uh, amazing DJ. Great tune selection, and um, and just uh, just comes out with stories all of the, all of the time. So, um, Honey, obviously we 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 have an amazing relationship with Honey. She signed a classic music company, um, and uh, her, her rise to prominence um, is nothing short of incredible, and, and rightly so because she's an incredible DJ. She represents her true self in the best possible way. She's a real ambassador for um, for LBGT and Q and and, and Black Right. And, and very vocal in in all of those things, and, and I absolutely respect her for that. Um, Billy Porter, I actually was sitting uh, and watching episode an ep- episode after episode of Pose, going, I really want to make a record with <laughs> Billy Porter. And then I remember distinctly sitting in Ibiza and, and opening my emails, and I had an email, and it said, "Hi, I'm Billy Billy Porter's manager. We'd love to do a record for for Glitterbox." And I was just like, "Someone is uh, looking after me up there." And you know, and, and finally, ready with the shapeshifters features heavily in the documentary, and rightly so. And again, he he's so articulate uh, in the movie really really powerful quotes um, and then we, we felt it right that we should also feature the people behind the art of Glitterbox I mean I think our imagery and our design is is, is really strong so we feature uh, uh, the designer Mark Waddell who does a lot of our uh, graphic illustrations and the photographer Harris Newcomb who who I think is, is next level um, as well so we, we kind of wanted to tell a story and the fact that through those um, those designs, we amplify the importance of the dancers. Actually, we've never put a DJ on any of our artwork for Glitterbox. It's always been the performers, and we really want to celebrate the performers as this as this documentary does. Wow. Um, well, first, if I can slightly remove myself from the Glitterbox family and circle and just say generally, from an outside point of view, inside point of view, whatever you want to call it what you're doing at Glitterbox is amazing for just giving people that feeling of being inclusive, being on the dance floor, just letting loose on the dance floor and just feeling free. It's amazing. And for you personally, if you look back at what is now finished, the documentary's there, it's ready for people to watch on Thursday. How would you sum it up? 
Um, I, I, hopefully it will give people courage um, to go out and, and, and express themselves and to understand that, you know, the dance floor is where, where you can, like you say, you can let loose. You know, the, the, the whole, you know, your opening track, um, every Glitterbox show, Lost in Music. I mean, I see it. I mean, if I'm DJing and you just connect with that one person that you can see is just totally connected with the music and you and that's a really powerful thing when if you get the whole club in that kind of state it's um it's it's like a feeling like no other oh, wow. and um so yeah i just think that but the thing about it is is i don't think anyone uh Certainly at Glitterbox, we hope that people don't judge each other. We hope that people come and they understand. If they are judgmental, then really they probably don't feel comfortable and they won't attend because we allow people to express themselves and be the people that they want to be. Um, and I think that, you know, that that's that comes across in the documentary with the stories that are told by Lucy and Misfit and, and Titi. Well, Si, we've obviously gone um, a bit over our time today. I could sit here and talk to you about so many different things regarding the Glitterbox story. Um, I could talk about your background and your catalogue of music. I watched you here last week in your selectors set and taking us through a journey of music. If you haven't seen it, head over to YouTube and check that out. Um, but we are going to keep things moving. You picked one more record for us today. Uh, Ron Hall, The Mother Funkers, The Way You Love Me. Do you want to tell us why you picked this one? So... As you know, I love telling a story. It's, uh, <laughs> no. and, and I think, I think you know, songs become personal when, when, when you feel attached to them. So um, I loved the Mark Evans vocal on The Way You Love Me. And I love DJ Spen's original production. And it samples a Teddy Pendergrass record. Now, I love my Philly soul, Gamble and Huff, Philly International, Teddy Pendergrass. You know, they're, they're uh, you know, I have a debate with myself where the greatest soul singer in the world is Bobby Womack or Teddy Pendergrass. And, you know, it's an ongoing debate. And uh, um, so it was an, a special record to me. So, and Dimitri from Paris called me and he said, I want to remix that record you've signed. Now, I used to be quite scared of Dimitri because he's a very serious, serious connoisseur. And so I, I was always a little bit on, on, on edge when I spoke to him. I was just like, Dimitri wants to remix my record. This is, uh, this is amazing. Then he said, I want to get Vincent Montana Jr. to score strings. And I'm like, Philly International, Vincent Montana, I'm in disco heaven. And he said, and then I'm going to get Tom Moulton involved as well. Now... People have their opinion of defected about what we do. Some people love what we do. Others are a, a little bit more vocal and, and don't really get what we do. But for me to have a record that has Vincent Montana Jr. scoring strings, Tom Moulton mixing it and Dimitri behind it, I was like, that's me done. Right? No one can say anything. <laughs> I have this record on defected with these people involved in the production. It's over. Do you know what I'm most shocked at about this story? Well, I, I didn't know that. Did you not know I that? I did not know that. I have no. I have the string the string score um, in my house. Oh, I should actually frame it. You should definitely it's frame that. It's a piece of disco um, or history. Give, or give it to me for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. So we cannot wait for the premiere on Thursday. We're looking forward to it. Are you going to hang around for a little bit after this? And Sure. And I just want to shout out to all of our community that listen and support us. I mean, even during lockdown and the pandemic, you've been there, very visible. Uh, you're really super important. So we've been working really hard to hopefully stay connected with you. And, I, uh, you know, and, and I hope you appreciate it. 
what we do because we really appreciate you checking in to all the DJs to everyone at Defected that's worked really really hard through lockdown we're really optimistic about the summer um, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll all have a big massive hug on the dance floor sometime later in the year I love my hugs (laughs) we salute you sir thank you for joining us Uh, wow this record now holding a whole lot more meaning I didn't even know that I did not know Dimitri Mix Vince Montana Jr and Tom Muggleton as well all involved wow big shout out to all the crew tuned in at the moment thank you for joining us this is the Glitterbox Radio Show as previously mentioned a two hour exclusive Where Love Lives special my name is Melvo Baptiste still to come today TT Bang and also Misfit as well in the building
feeling every single bit of this as if it's the very first time I heard the record. Big shout Simon Dunmore. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for the wonderful stories. None of us, none of us will ever hear this in the same way ever again. Big shout Dimitri from Paris. The original Ron Hall, the motherfunkers, and the way you love me. Right now you're tuned into the Glitterbox Radio Show. My name is Melvoy Baptiste. We're having a wonderful time tonight. This uh, Where Love Lives special. We're broadcasting on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Oh, there we go. Vince Montana Jr. <laughs> and as I did mention a bit earlier today, we will also be joined by TT Bang, also by Misfit as well. Uh, two very, very important personalities who do appear on the documentary and really do help to bring it to life. You are locked in to the Glitterbox Radio Show, where love lives. I want all of my work to reflect what I've really gone through, who I really am. That's what this song means to me. As a gay man coming out in 1985 in the middle of a plague, love was not an option. Love was transient. Love was what other people had, because if you allowed yourself to be vulnerable enough to be in love, that person could be dead in a matter of weeks. So we cut ourselves off unconsciously. We blocked ourselves from that. I'm ready. I'm finally ready to experience what real love is.
your tribe. Find your chosen family who understands how to love you unconditionally. The end. You are listening to Melville Baptiste.
right. Some music from The Vision. Uh, we've been adoring for a minute. Track in the background is Mountains. Hope you enjoyed it. As we just dipped past 8 pm and you're tuned in live. This is the Glitter Box Radio Show, a two hour extended special. You're with me, Melvo Baptiste. And I can announce that after the next record, we will be joined by our very first guest, or second guest, our first performer. TT Bang is in the building and will be joining us. But before we do that, turn your radios up and it's time to have a little wiggle. This one just about to be reissued. An absolute Stonewall classic. Such an important record for every disco head out there. DC The Root Cathedrals on your radios.
Yeah, sometimes you just need to get a little bit funky. Jamie326, his re-edit of a Stonewall classic. DC The Ruin Cathedral's for you right here on the Glitterbox Radio Show as we broadcast all around the world for our live session this evening. Reach out to the crew listening on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube as well. But I did promise you just a minute ago that we were going to be joined by another guest. And I can now welcome to the show TT Bang. TT, how are you? I'm all right, Melba. How are you? You look amazing. Thank you. Always look amazing. <laughs> Nothing else to do but dress up, is there? Well, you say that. You do an amazing job of it. I don't think I would look quite as good as you did if I tried some of your I outfits. would like to take up that offer and try and transform you into a drag queen, Melba. <laughs> don't, because people are going to be in the comments now saying, yeah, do it, do it. Everyone comment if you would like to see Melba in drag. <laughs> well, now we've even brought the subject up. You are an absolute craftsperson of what you do and the way you look yeah. and the way you present yourself. Talk to us a little bit about the part that you have to play in the brand new documentary. I just be myself, babe. <laughs> yeah, I'm a drag queen, a drag performer. And for me, the dance floor is a gallery, right? So drag is my medium as an artist. It's sewing, it's costumes, it's makeup, it's it's characterization, it's comedy. And my body is my canvas. I dress up, I enter a space and whatever that space is, is the gallery so a dance floor is to me a way to present what i do and drag is what i do <laughs> oh, what's so beautiful as well in the documentary like we've been to so many different parties together so many and i've watched you enjoying yourself and letting loose but that wasn't always you that wasn't always the personality no. that was able to really kind of express <laughs> yourself in that way so talk to us a little bit about when you started to gain that confidence and when you kind of really knew how how you could express yourself I think it, it took time. I mean, like now I'm not fully evolved still, right? We're all constantly evolving and constantly learning who we are. For me, I, you know, I'm, I'm, very, I'm from a working class background, you know, I'm not, I wasn't brought up around people that were academic and used words to describe how they feel. My mum always encouraged me to dress up and, you know, play make believe. She also worked in nightlife. So I always knew about nightlife like that. And it just came very naturally. It was just naturally what I was drawn to do is dress up and show off. I didn't ever <laughs> expect it would become my job. It was just what felt most yeah, authentic yeah. to me. I think that every kind of scene or genre or whatever's going on in life, it's so important to have someone who can be a bit of a spokesperson for that scene. And you're kind of turning yourself into that person. <laughs> Do you know what? I used to joke when I was a teenager, I'd always be like, when I grow up, I want to be a gay icon. Like, I just wanted to be Madonna, basically. And now it's kind of happening. You're like, oh yeah, you have a lot of responsibility when you start speaking out. But I do feel like, like queer people, we have always been at the fourth front of movement, political movement, social movement. We've always been at the front of protests. And so I do feel like it is our duty. Like I know what being authentic and being free feels like, and I want to pioneer so that everybody can feel like that. And I do feel like, you know, that whole thing of like freedom ain't free. You know, we have a wow. responsibility to show the rest of the world how it's done. Well, I'll tell you what, you, um, I asked you to select a couple of records for us today and what you just said there leans perfectly <laughs> onto the first record that you've picked. Um, hopefully soon we'll be back in clubs. I asked yeah. you to pick a couple of records that you might want to hear when you go back. The first one you picked was Shapeshifters, Life as a Dance Floor. Why did you pick this record? Shapeshifters for me, as a person, just 
feels like Glitterbox. So I, we've shared so many amazing memories with Shapes on stage, performing these songs over and over again. And every time it makes me so hype to like, I just love it. <laughs> and like Life is a Dance Floor is literally a song I sing to myself all the time. It's so relevant for whatever you're doing in life. If you're having a shit, having a rubbish day, you just like say to yourself like, you know, life is a dance floor. And if you know, it's like, it's the new life, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. The new, there you go. that is there you Life go. is a Dance Floor. We've got a brand new tag for Life is a Dance Floor. Big shout out to the Shapeshifters. Uh, I know we you're listening you, in at the moment. We love you and we love this record. Okay, okay. So there's a nice little memory for us for quite how beautiful that record sounds. Uh, Titi, you picked Life as a Dance Floor. Yeah. Tell me one memory you have that really sticks out from when you were on stage or in a club and you heard that record and you lost your mind. Every single time, every time. <laughs> like, whenever we have Tenny there, it just, 
the energy and it makes us so excited to have like a live vocalist it's just every single time we do it is iconic I mean when we did it just a few weeks ago for the Royal Albert Hall streaming even then I was like waiting for it to happen I was like this is so sick it's like going up a roller coaster you know like that bit just before you're like oh my god it's about to happen every time I love it (laughs) you um when we talk about the dance floor being open to anyone yeah you mean anyone as in anyone as in didn't your mum join us for a party yeah. at Printworks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mum used to take me to raves. Like, My mum was into Psytrance in the 90s and we used to go to like loads of illegal raves in the woods when I was too young to be going to illegal raves. <laughs> she really like brought me up on the dance floor. Like, She is, you know, she loves the dance floor. She is a dancer through and through. So why not? She loves Glitterbox now. She's obsessed with it. That is such a mega story. I didn't know that. She joined yeah. you actually on the dance floor at these early trance raves. Yeah. My wow. mum is like a raver. Like she's a wow. nutbag. I get it from her. <laughs> Something that you, um, I think, have done really, really well. When I said a minute ago about um, you, you becoming a bit of a spokesperson for the scene, which you've done an amazing job at. Um, but also you've got a way of expressing yourself and a way of getting your message across that really shows drag as such an art form and it's beautiful to watch (laughs) was that kind of was that intentional or is it did you just start expect did you start sharing on on social media do you know what like it's just a process and like it's just been ongoing and I've just been doing what feels authentic to me and you know it like any practice the more you do it the, the better at it you get so you know I've been doing drag for nearly a decade now so you'd hope that at some point it would have got a bit better than it was <laughs> <laughs> and um, we've got one more record to play from you today before you do leave us just sum up for me a little bit what the journey feels like like you said you've been doing drag for 10 years we found you you found us the merge happened with yeah. Glitterbox all of a sudden you're I, in this nearly five feature years film. ago I've been doing Glitterbox for about five years you know it's quite a long time uh, sum it up for me what does it feel like when you sit there and you watch a documentary back and you watch your story surreal um it feels quite cathartic in some ways to be like, I'm going to share this so that it can help other people. And like, I think that's the most you can do with your story. No matter what your story is, just sharing it will empower other people. And for that, I'm proud. I'm very wow. proud. TT, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. Right. You've turned up. You look absolutely amazing. I'm here in my baggy black T-shirt. I know. Where's your sequins? Every looking, time I see you, I'm like, where's your sequins at? <laughs> you're looking sake. out of this world. So thank you for joining us. Uh, before you do go, you did pick one more record and you picked a record that touches me emotionally every single time I hear it tell me why you picked this one I picked this song the first the first time I heard this version of this song it was in Amsterdam we were doing Glitterbox in a really quite a small space and Shapes was DJing and this was the last song of the night and I just remember it feeling like really euphoric and I just had this moment where I was like this is actually verging on orgasmic. I love this version so much. And like in lockdown, I've had several times where I've needed to like exert energy and I've just gone cycling around London and I've cycled through London in the rain, screaming this through lockdown. And it's just, it's been very comforting. From the moment I saw you, I went out of my mind. Oh, I never believed in love at first sight. But you had a magic ball. Well, you 
touched me, I was ready to die I've never been fatal, you're the first time I feel like an angel who just started to fly Well, you gotta, you got a way that you're making me feel I can feel I can do it
some records really do just have that power to stir every kind of emotion possible inside you. And this one certainly does so. The Yvonne Turner remix of I'm Your Baby Tonight right here on the Glitterbox Radio Show. Now, 22 minutes past 8 p.m. right here in the UK. Big shout to everyone who's tuned in all around the world. We really appreciate you joining us tonight for our Where Love Lives special. If you just joined us and you don't know what we're speaking about, Glitterbox present our very first feature-length documentary, Glitterbox, Where Love Lives. It will premiere on YouTube on Thursday evening. And today, so far, I've been joined by Simon Dunmore. Give us some wonderful tales and some messages about the film. And also been joined by TT Bang as well. Still to come today, we've got Misfit in the building. And also, we'll try and jump into a little mix at some point as well. Right now, let's get into this. Karen Hardin, the Draco remix of Strength. Thank you. 
are listening to Melville Baptiste on the Glitterbox Radio Show.
yeah, how good is this one sounding today? The sweet sounds of Miss Melba Moore right here on the Glitterbox Radio Show. Pick Me Up I'll Dance, sounding just about perfect. A record that would have been played at the Paradise Garage and across a documentary, you will see that club in particular spoken about. Also, also, also on the documentary, you will see Nicky Siano, who is a legend of this game. Uh, Nicky gives us some wonderful stories. I had Nicky on the radio show around a year ago, maybe less than that. He told us his stories behind the gallery. Also told us some stories behind David Moncuso at The Loft. And he spoke about this record right here in particular and the way the light man would work the drops just so, so well. After this one, we'll be joined by Misfit, but right now, just take a little moment and enjoy. Brooklyn Express, and you need to change your mind right here on the Glitterbox Radio Show. Change it, 
This one kind of blowing my way, way a little bit. Get my words out. Brooklyn Express and girl, you need a change of mind. Wow. And as promised so far today, we've been joined by Simon Dunmore. We've also been joined by TT Bang. Uh, now I would very much like to welcome Miss Fit. How are you? Hey, I'm good, thank you, and you? Wonderful to see you. You too. Looking amazing as always, again. Thanks, trying my hardest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're even trying very hard. I think it just comes very naturally to so many. Well, you should see me You should see me during the lockdown. I don't look like that at all. <laughs> right, so for the benefit of the people tuned in at the moment and listening, I feel like we probably uh, developed a bond quite early on at Glitterbox many years ago I think you had a it was something silly like you had a hole in your shoe or a hole in your boot listen to me you owe me a pair of heels (laughs) (laughs) this is your foot and it was one of the first times we had met and I said look at the hole in that shoe you can't dance in those (laughs) but it was your flavour it was your flavour you were rocking it Um, look we've been close for many years and something I have to say which I think I might have mentioned to Titi a minute ago is that even for someone who was I regard as fairly close to you wasn't aware of your story like at all and of everything that I've seen in the documentary, it really, really hit me hard. How important was it for you to share your story in the documentary? You know what, it's funny you said that because I've realized I kept so many people in the dark for so long regarding my story. And it's a shame because by saying it, I could help someone else who was going through a similar situation. I could maybe be someone to prove that things do get better over time and sometimes you just gotta grow some balls and just instead of avoiding the situation going right through it and I'm glad I've done it so I think it's very important to tell stories because we don't know who's out there can take that as a learning experience or just as a sign. I mean I don't want to give too much away I guess for the people that haven't seen the documentary just yet but a big part of your story does involve your family as well when you when you can sit back now and you can look at the final piece of work that's out that everyone will watch on Thursday Mm -hmm. how do you look at the work and and your your role in the documentary can I be honest with you I don't even look at the work like I can't sit there and watch that documentary because I just get so emotional because it was one thing for me to do it and I think I had to get myself in a mindset where like I'm doing it. I don't want to think of anything else and I don't want to second guess myself because I was scared to just backtrack. So I did it all in one motion. And looking back at it is it, it's really hard in a way because I just, I'm, 
the people who know me know that I'm not known for being vulnerable. I would be sassy and I would just show a more flamboyant side of myself. I'm not very comfortable with showing emotions. So this for me was a first and it's still hard for me to look back at it. Oh. Yeah. Even when you talk about it now, there's a big smile on your face, but I know behind <laughs> that there's, there's some emotion. Yeah. Um, you talk passionately so often um, really about finding your kind of your family yes. through your own adventures and your own path through life. You said a minute ago how important it is for you to tell your story in the documentary. Um, what advice would you give to someone who maybe hasn't found their tribe yet and hasn't found the family they most relate to? To just put themselves out there, start talking to someone, don't be afraid and... You never like the person next to you might become your best friend, might become, might become, I don't know, someone who's going to teach you so much about yourself. An example, Lucy, Lucy and I go way back, way before Glitterbox. And when I look back at our relationship now, I've learned so much from Lucy. And if someone would have told me this person with who you're dancing on the dance floor right now is going to help you just discovering yourself and answering question you were too afraid to even ask yourself honestly like i just want to tell everyone just put yourself out there and allow people the right one obviously not anybody but allow people to come into your life and just hold your hand and take you on a journey wow got a bit emotional with the fact that lucy's not here as well just i know I yeah know, i wish I she was but you know what we're gonna get back together very soon we do actually have a little message from lucy which will play out at some point today um however I um, asked you to select a couple of records ah. for us today. And one of them was this, Elias and Follow Me. Why did you pick this record? You know, I, I don't even remember when was the last time I've heard this song, but every time I hear it, I just feel like everything switched off and I just fly away. It's one of those songs that, it's almost like gravity doesn't apply to me anymore. I feel like I'm just floating and this song can always, always put me in a good mood.
Yeah, absolutely wicked. And what a wonderful choice Thank from you. you as well. This song is sick. Great record to pick. Thank you. Um, right, we've spoken a little bit about the documentary, but I actually want to speak to you before we go into your next record. Yes. A little bit about how you perform at Glitterbox. So naturally, one thing I adore so much, by the way, at the parties, is the fact that when people like you come out and TT come out, it actually takes all the focus off the DJ because <laughs> you guys are like more important. You're like just killing it on stage. Is it in any way routine or practiced or is it go out and just express yourself on that stage? So far, he has been just go out and just feel free and just experience on the stage. But looking back at some of the footages of me dancing, I'm just so hard with myself. I pick on things I could have done better. So as soon as studio reopen, I'm going to get myself back into classes so I can literally just hit the dance floor even harder. Oh, I cannot wait. Yeah. I cannot wait. What is... um. What are you most looking forward to about getting back? Is it traveling? Is it just getting out and seeing your friends? Is it nightlife? What's exciting you? You know what? Traveling is actually amazing because when we go to a foreign country and into a venue where we've never been before, there is this anticipation, there is this adrenaline that builds up. We don't know who's going to be out there in the crowd. When we do ministry or print works, there is excitement, but we know our friends, our family are going to be there. When we did that gig together in Zurich, yes. I had no idea what the place looked like and it was amazing. So this adrenaline that you get just before going on stage is something yeah, that yeah, always, yeah. always gets me. It's mega. Um, we're going to play one more record just before we do that. As yes. I did ask with TC, I think I asked with Simon as well. Generally, looking back at your path over the last three to five years, particularly the story that you tell in the documentary. How do you sum up the documentary and your experience through all of it? This documentary is an amazing life lesson for people to just take themselves less seriously and to just open up and have an amazing time in general on off the dance floor. I mean, we've proven with this past year that you can, we can literally get no dance floor and no access to club and we're going to find a way to dance anyway and i just think overall let's have fun let's not take ourselves too seriously and one last thing i think we should be very grateful for the forthcoming for every gig any party we have because obviously everything is not like doesn't it doesn't yeah. it make you real grateful even for the little moments literally something you just touched on there right was really letting yourself go, yeah. being in the moment, Always. You know, <laughs> dancing hard. <laughs> Always. And you, um, I asked you to pick a couple of records for us today, and you picked two. And cheekily, I kind of ignored the second record you picked. Oh, I've noticed. Because <laughs> I, I wanted to play this one, and I wanted to play this because just recently um, we recorded um, a rather special set for the documentary, which you can watch um, tomorrow night, Thursday night, Thursday exclusively. Night. Two days. So there's a pre-party before the documentary airs. I'll be DJing from the Royal Abbott Hall, as well Fat Tony. There's a performance from Natasha Diggs and from Dimitri as well. However... At one point during my set, I play this record here. I look up and you are absolutely losing your mind. Like it's just you on the stage by yourself. It was dancing literally to just this record. you and I, yeah. <laughs> what did that moment feel like? <laughs> you know what? It's one of those moments when I just wish I could take off my shoes and stomp my feet on the floor until I can wake up all of my black ancestors, literally. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah, and for the avoidance of any doubt, this moment right here in the record, this is the moment I looked up from the decks <laughs> to witness, <laughs> to witness the misfit, absolutely losing your mind. Promised land sounding wonderful today. Can we stay here all night? I'm literally we just not do. ready to like go home now. <laughs> we can do, we can do it. Uh, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Thanks for having me, honestly. My pleasure. You've been amazing. Um, and equally, I cannot wait for people to watch the documentary and really feel and see your story because it's it's going to touch a lot of people. Thank you. Um, right now, you're tuned into the Get to Box radio show. Something that Misfit mentioned just a minute ago is that Lucy Fizz obviously couldn't be with us today. Because I believe Lucy is in Barcelona at yes, the moment. Yes, she is. She is. Living however, her best Covida loca. <laughs> however, we did manage to get a little recorded message from Lucy, who you will see in the documentary as well. And she asked us to play this one for her. Jamiroquai and Cosmic Girl. Hi, it's Lucy Fizz. I'm super excited to share Where Love Lives and the story of Glitterbox with everyone. The first tune I want to hear back in the club is a bit of a theme song of mine, Dimitri from Paris's remix of Cosmic Girl.
are listening to Mel Hall Baptiste on the Glitterbox Radio Show. Yeah, that's hot. 
the phenomenal hand clap band and Judge Not right here on the Glitterbox radio show. As I mentioned earlier today, alongside a brand new documentary, there is also a brand new compilation on the way as well. Yes, entitled Where Love Lives, and it includes this record right here. Sounding amazing today. And I'm sad to say, this almost brings us to the end of today's session. I think I always say you guys have been amazing, but you truly have today. Doing it live in East London, the Glitterbox Radio Show, a two-hour exclusive special. Huge thanks to Simon Dunmore, TT Bang, and also to Misfit as well. And don't forget, things kick off from 4pm on Thursday, the pre-party to Glitterbox Where Love Lives documentary. Cannot wait for you guys to see it. You'll be smiling just like I am right now. Big shout out to everyone listening all around the world. Thanks to our family on Twitch, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook as well. This show will remain available in a day or two's time on our SoundCloud. Big shout out to Lucy as well, as always. It's been amazing today. And... Before we sign out, we spoke about some very important records today, such as Love Is The Message. And for me, equally important records. Signing out on this one, Gene Khan and Time Waits For No One.